You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, I'm Michael from Arizona. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. With me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. And this week we have a special guest, uh, David Boito. He uh, actually wrote a novel and uh, had contacted us and sent me a copy of it. It's called Valley Flyers. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So uh, I did get a chance to read the novel. It's uh, about a 17-year-old boy. And uh, why don't you kind of give us a little bit, uh, just you know, a sneak peek of the book or, or give us a little promotion. And then we uh, probably get a little question and answer session going <laughs> since, sure. since I, uh, I have a, a couple questions. Yeah, um, it's about a, a young high school kid, uh, a high school senior uh, at his local RC flying field. And um, he's a member of uh, a group of uh, young flyers uh, called the Valley Flyers. And um, the group is run by a veteran uh, Air Force uh, captain, pilot, and... Um, he invites somebody new uh, onto the field, uh, kind of a brash, also Air Force, uh, much younger uh, Air Force, uh, retired Air Force. It's kind of odd because he's, he's retired pretty young. Um, and what happens is uh, Jay, our main character, the uh, the high school RC fire, starts to suspect there's something a little off about this guy. And... Um, He's sort of a guy that's prone to conspiracy theories. So, um, you know, most of the, the other um, flyers on the field don't really buy into his, his his theory about this guy. But he starts to promote the idea this guy may be an assassin because he uses some, uh, some drones that are military grade and, and not really available to the public. And so that sets off some red flags for him. And from there, it becomes sort of an investigation, a stakeout type of, you know, rear. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hitchcock movie Rear Window. Um, he, you know, he wants to spy on this guy and find out a little more about what's going on. And um, I won't give away too much of the plot, but, um, you know, it's, sure. a, it's a back and forth between is this guy kind of just really paranoid or is there something going on with this this Air Force captain that's, you know, very brash and um you, you know it's funny it's funny uh david because um what what you don't realize i mean i know that you really haven't met jay or had too much conversation with him and it, in fact before you wrote this book you didn't and it's like you nailed him like you totally <laughs> nailed him he's a conspiracy theorist i mean he looks like a senior yeah. in high school i mean i mean geez i don't know how you could have done any better man what did you he flies like a senior in high school what do you think? right i mean that's i mean i didn't want to say that out loud but thanks mike i appreciate you getting, getting <laughs> not a problem front. i'll take yeah, the bullet that's yeah that's good <laughs> Uh, anyway, no similarity so, to uh, real persons or. or oh, oh, <laughs> that's right. oh, there you, you got to throw that in there. <laughs> you put that well, disclaimer. That's the disclaimer. And the fact that Jay was a captain too in the Air Force—that doesn't <laughs> right. matter. That's like that's no bearing at all. Right. Well, the hero right. of the movie of the of the you know the book is Jay as well. So. Yeah. 
and there's we've already, be a movie we've already soon jumped too. to movie status now. Yeah, so I was gonna say, coming out at a theater soon. near you. Well, the ironic thing <laughs> is, awesome. this actually, I'm a screenwriter, and this actually started as a, a movie script, and um, I decided to turn it into a book uh, oh. after writing oh, cool. a, a okay. version of the movie on paper, anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you did it in a movie, you'd probably have to cast Jay, and I don't know if that would be the best thing. <laughs> hey, he's a good-looking <laughs> guy, not. you know? Uh, he's hard go. to work with, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's taken us eight years to get to this point. I know, right? right? Does he take direction wow. well? Uh, so so uh, they say. Jay. So yeah. they say. <laughs> well, I don't That's know. Funny. When your wife is in the in the passenger seat, Jay, do you turn which way she tells you? Well, I do whatever she tells me. Hmm. Keeps us okay, all happy. Wise there, you, man. There, there you go, David. You got there. You go. You got your answer. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. That's what, that's our motto. So, <laughs> so, so you live uh, in the San Fernando Valley, and you're close to a field, Apollo Field, right? You're I am. Area. Yeah, and um, been by there many times. Uh, ride my bicycle through the park a lot, and I'm always stopping to see what's going on on the field. Of course, the last couple of years, it it hasn't been quite as crowded as usual but um but yeah yeah it's a it's a great place uh it's a great field i mean uh speaking as a spectator mostly but um i love it there i mean and that really what inspired the story is uh you know just going by this place and and on a regular basis and see seeing what's going on the quality of the, the aviators that were on the field that's sort of really what inspired me to write the story because it really hasn't been done. I mean, and nothing that I've seen really uh, has really addressed, you know, the world of the uh, flying field, the, the RC flying field. And I know they're, you know, they're all over the country. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a fantastic arena for stories. Well, I, I uh, Apollo Field is pretty famous. Uh, there's not too many RC guys that don't know about Apollo Field. It's got a very distinct yeah. look, and they do a lot of testing and stuff out that direction. So, yeah. Um, so I, I I do know that, and there are some really great flyers out there. I've actually flown with some at some of the bigger events. Uh, you know, the jet rallies and stuff. We we meet up with guys that fly at Apollo Field. <clears throat> I haven't sure. a- actually had the chance to fly out there yet, but uh, you know, like I said, I kind of hang out and fly. Uh, certain times during the year with guys they either come here or we go up to button willow and we fly up near bakersfield uh-huh so uh so, so a quick question here um when you when you drive by the field how did you develop this thought process of getting these characters together because it's it, it's pretty intricate and, and it intrigues me and if this is off the topic i'm sorry but it intrigues me how you bring all of these people are they actually people you know or is it just that you just pull these characters out of just thin air um you know i'm always thinking about stories um and you know the the, the characters in the book are based on sort of a conglomerate of people that I've met, you know, some some veterans that I know that, um, uh, you know, are, are just similar to the character in the book. And um, I, I'm always looking for an angle on a story. I mean, obviously, the villain, um, I, I became interested. I, you know, obviously, I went around and I did a bit of research and I uh, was looking for, you know, who would this villain be? And obviously... Um, 
Some of these remote flyers in the Air Force, uh, you know, um, I think have some issues because of, in terms of, you know, when they get out, because they, it's just a very different, it's a very new type of, you know, war fighting than mm. we've seen in ages past. And, and so it opens itself up to a lot of issues that have been treated in a few movies, you know, about drone uh, pilots uh, in the military. Sure. And so um, I just wanted to um, create, a, you know, a, a, a villain that's based on also some of these stories that you've read about, um, you know, drones being used by the, the some of the drug cartels in Mexico and, um, and also... Um, there have been instances, I believe, the um, the president of Venezuela was, uh, there was an assassination attempt on him mm-hmm. with a drone. And so I thought, well, how could I That's sort true. of combine, you know, that sort of ethos into a character that, you know, obviously it's, it's completely fictional, but might be kind of interesting as a villain um, that hadn't been done in the past. And... Um, I love stories about um, young people that are sort of underdogs and, you know, that um, that are on watch, you know, and I think uh, I think it's great in the RC world. You know, you have to have a certain discipline to to fly. And um, I just thought, wow, what what about a group of young people like you see in, you know, some of these Spielberg movies of the 90s, you know, where the, the kids save the day. And so I right. tried to create a group of, uh, of, of young people like that, that, um, that, you know, have to rise up and, uh, and take, take care of business. Very cool. Yeah, I noticed that uh, the group of kids that uh, was in this were very, very active at the field, which in our experience is uh, not quite as common. You know, we don't yeah. have as many kids. At my, field, at my field, I'm probably the youngest guy. I am the kid at the field, you know, <laughs> most of the time. But And you ain't no kid. <laughs> and I ain't no kid. I got kids right. of my own. So I got grandkids. So it, you, you know, but uh, but it was good to see. I think it's um, it's a good read for kids that you know may be interested in that because it opens them up to the things that can kind of go on at a field. I think you did a really good job explaining kind of the you know mechanics of how a field works and where you should stand and fly and and uh, you know, albeit uh, the uh, father figure there. Um, he, uh, you know, kind of ruled with an iron fist, which, uh, <laughs> which was funny to me because Jay has stories. Uh, Jay, or RJ uh, has stories <laughs> about guys that ran their fields very similar to really? the way this guy did it. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's cool. That's exactly. Can <clears throat> so, you tell one? I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to mention We have listeners names. all over the world. I don't <laughs> get any, any hate mail. Okay. Uh, oh, well. I, since, there was a couple of – I was going to say, Jay, you can go ahead. There's a couple of them, I think, that you told us. That, oh, uh, yeah. I, it, probably it, our our field wasn't too, too bad, but um, unfortunately the guy who was in charge, um, it, 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 was the, it was the thing of he'd been there for so long – you know, he'd been the president. He'd been, you know, taking care of the thing that uh, even though we had he had other officers at the club to take care of things and to do things, he took it upon himself that nobody could do anything but him to do anything right but him. 
And uh, yeah. it just caused a lot of conflict with people because, you know, and then, and then of course, since this guy would override whatever you were doing, if you were one of the officers and you were trying to do something and he would kind of override you, well, then people don't tend to want to work or help if, you know, you're going to get chomped on by this guy who's micromanaging things. Sure. And, and then, yeah. of course, he would complain, well, you know, we can't do these things because nobody helps me. When Everybody's just looking around like, well, we try to help you, but, you know, <laughs> you micromanage so much, you know, we can't even help or try to help because you're, you know, you're micromanaging too much. Well, you know, well, if that's the case, we're going to do this. And, they're, you know, everybody's like groaning and moaning. But, you know, yeah. people put up with it because, you know, he, he liked to do it and, and stuff. But, of course, his wife, the funny part about this, his wife used to complain to me all the time about, hey, you know, um, I'm really, t- you know, I don't mind doing the events or helping out with the events, but, you know, it would be nice if some, some of you guys would help out or, or do stuff at the field or, you know, I would sure like my husband to be available on Saturdays and Sundays, but, you know, he has to run everything. And, and I would just be like, yeah, that's, that's just too bad. Uh, you know, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. So, but that's one of the milder, just, just an overviewing mild sure. portion of the field. But, uh, yeah. I, I pretty much uh, everybody in the RC industry has some sort of a story where some guy <laughs> tried to, you know, take over and act uh, very much like uh, your character, Kent. <clears throat> so, yeah. Although I, I have to say Kent was very safety conscious, so that was good news for me. He, well, uh, yeah, he's dealing uh, with young people. And, um, you know, as far as, the, you know, he makes that speech about the LiPo batteries. And in honesty, uh, the, my neighbor down the street, he was uh, doing some RC cars with LiPo batteries and left a battery unattended in his garage, and his garage burned down. <laughs> so that kind of inspired part of that plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had a whole episode about That's, that. Uh, we, we, we did, because in my, uh, in my old club, I had a guy that uh, was working uh, on his LiPo battery in his garage, and he had nitro gas sitting on the, on the oh. bench. Ooh. And when it went up, it it cost him his life. Oh, his wife was oh. sitting in there watching TV while the whole garage burned down with him in oh. it. So it was okay? pretty tragic. But uh, but we had a whole yeah. you know like couple episodes of safety with lipo batteries. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be just walking away from those and leaving them charged no. unless you don't want to live in the house anymore. Then you can, it's pretty <laughs> right. easy to do. Uh, the, today's chargers are a little bit different. They don't. Uh, they have a, a safety feature that won't let you charge a different style or type of battery, but that's what originally, that's what caused it. Because oh. when you went to go charge a NICAD battery versus a LiPo battery, there's a, uh-huh. it's a different charge. So guys would leave their chargers on LiPo or on uh, NICAD, and then they would put a LiPo on there and hit the charge button. Oh, and it was like away. trying to put, you know, walking a fire hose through that thing, and it just created so much heat it would burst into flames. Yep. So most of them have built, security safety issues into those but oh that's good uh, so you know they, they've had a, a really big reduction in the amount of fires i think that people have had just because of those so oh, wow. okay. I, I would have um, thought my thing would caught on though mike safety third was what i usually led with <laughs> safety third <laughs> oh my god but it never right. caught on so i don't know nope. why i don't know well safety first safety third it's all in line <laughs> so, so uh, talk to me a little bit about your research. How uh, how'd you go about uh, figuring it all out? Because I I noticed in the book you uh, you kind of mentioned s- certain brands, certain uh, types of aircraft, and and so where, where did uh, how did that all come about? You know, a lot of that came about. I mean, I do have a, a couple of friends that are pretty avid flyers that uh, guys that I work with, um, and uh, the 
film industry. And, um, and so I would hit them up with questions. Um, uh, one, one of the guys is a, is a real good RC helicopter pilot. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Bob Violet. And, 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 and you know, I just, I, I just researched that and talked to some people and, um, and tried to really, uh, you know, immerse myself in, in, the, in the field. I, I think some of the readers, I've heard some comments from some, a few readers anyway, that, um, wow, there's a lot of names of airplanes in there. <laughs> um, so anyway, hopefully uh, it doesn't throw off the, you know, the, um, the lay people too much. But yeah. um, I, I thought it was important to include that for the, the authenticity I have a question for you, David. Uh, you you said you were a screenwriter. Um, I, you know, I did some, you know, googling around a little bit, and I, I saw one that you did uh, with I don't know pretty recently. I saw it's called Sati. Yes, is that yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and then there's is there other ones that you you know that maybe other people might recognize? Um, probably not. You know, unfortunately, and one of the reasons it's nice to to write books is because um you get to you know bring stuff to the readers and, and do stuff like this and movies, obviously millions and millions of dollars are spent on making movies. So it's hard to get them to launch sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I worked on a TV show called head of the class that you might be, you might've heard of. I, I have. That was yeah. A long yeah. Ago. yeah. Yeah. But it was, well, we're like not, we're not doing from... chickens. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, not the new one. There's a new one now. They rebooted it, but um, I, I co-wrote oh, one cool. of the, the old episodes. That is. Um, cool. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, as a screenwriter, it's just a lot of stuff just never sees the light of day, and so that's one of the reasons I kind of wanted to branch out into books. That's cool. Now, now this is your first novel, right? It's your debut. It is, yeah. From what I understand. Mm-hmm. So. I've written a few short and then, stories. And you, the reviews moment. I saw were good. You know, they, people. I, I didn't get a chance to read like Mike did, and, and yeah. uh, you know, it, there's you've got some good, uh, good reviews out there for what I saw. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really liked it. I mean, it was. Uh, I took it with me on a business trip, and uh, I read it. You know, in the hotel room, I just kind of you know started into it, and I um I finished it in about a day and a half. So <laughs> I, I couldn't okay. put it down. I, I probably should have been sleeping, and instead I was reading. But, oh, uh, but I think it. I think you did a. I think you did a really great job uh, bringing all aspects of the of the RC world into play. You talked, uh, you know, about different sections of it. You know, whether it was control line flying or uh, pylon racing or three D. Uh, you know, sport aerobatics, the Nats, that kind of thing. So, so I think it's a. It's a really good. Uh, you know, general consensus of what the RC world looks like. And, and I think you did a great job. And having said that, have you flown RC before? Has anybody ever put you on the sticks and let you uh, fly one around? Um, unfortunately, I, I have not flown RC per se. As a kid, I did have a control line Cox plane. Um, okay. But that's about the extent of it. Go um, 049. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we um, all started out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have some friends. They haven't quite um, given me the green light to take their planes out. I suppose that the place to start would be with a foamy. Um, Absolutely. I, I, yeah. 
And I want to do that. I just, um, lately, I've just been kind of busy writing. Um, and so, um, you know, I also have a regular day job. So um, the writing usually takes up whatever free time that um, I'm allowed, you know, outside of uh, my wife's honeydew list. There you um, <laughs> but you know, if you guys are ever in the neighborhood, I would I would love to come out uh, to whatever field you're out. If you're here in Southern California, and, and well, we definitely if you're around where well, we're around, one of us would put you in the air. There's oh no yeah, question yes, oh, definitely. I, I uh, I'm a I'm an AMA instructor actually, and uh, oh. in today's world, we have a wireless buddy box. Uh-huh. So you basically hand the box to you. You can control whatever controls are you're comfortable with. I can give you the whole control, or I can give you partial of it, and then uh, I can take it off and then just say, "Okay, your airplane," and you know you fly it around. And if you get into trouble, I just touch the stick since mine again. I would love that. So it's a very, very good program, and uh, we've got a lot of you know guys that show up to our field. It's kind of funny. My the field that I fly is called the Sun Valley Flyers. <laughs> so I got kind of so I was like, oh, hey, Valley Flyers, uh, so Sun Valley because we're in Phoenix, because mm-hmm. okay. we're in Phoenix, and uh, and we do have uh, new guys that show up to the field all the time with nice equipment, and then they have no idea. They went to the hobby store, they bought it, they were like, hey, can you teach me to fly this? And I'm looking at it going, mm, that's not a really good airplane. That's <laughs> not, but you know they want something. They see a the electric jet or they see a turbine or whatever, and and they want to you know, hey, I want to fly this. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer than just a day to learn how to fly it. Well, and, yeah, uh, a jet. I mean, that could be a lethal weapon. You know, fly. I mean, uh, it could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only I'm in really my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you probably can't see it. It's sitting. Uh, there you go. That's a that's a new turbine jet sitting right there in my shop. Uh, wow, that's a it only costs twenty dollars, right, Mike? <laughs> oh no, that's a full on turbine uh, turbine oh. jet, like okay. what uh, what you like talked about turbine. in the book. It's uh, yeah, uh-huh. oh, cool. It's got a sweet one. It only costs you twenty bucks, jet. right, Mike? Twenty dollars. It's all it costs. Yeah, it's that's uh, all it was. Yeah, I always tell these guys that uh, my biggest fear is when I pass away that my wife sells all my equipment for what I told her I paid for it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have – okay, so here's my other question. Uh, is there going to be a follow-up? Well, um, possibly. Uh, I'm still waiting to see. You know, the book's been out since um, late October, early November, and okay. – um, you know, um, as, as possible, I, I have some ideas for a sequel. Um, currently, I'm working on another book that's, you know, another um, another subject. Uh, I mean, it's a fictional book, but it's it's not in the RC area. I'm, so I'm waiting to see how much more interest I can get in this book, and then and we'll go from there. Um, well, this looks like a kind of book that you might want to give away as a, a Christmas present. Like, I know we're not near Christmas, but... You know, it seems to me like this is the kind of thing you'd want to get as a Christmas gift or, or yeah. just, you know, maybe to generate interest uh, in RC flying altogether. You know, people like uh, they like the mystery and stuff like that. And, you know, who doesn't like a good conspiracy theory? You know, raise your hand yeah, if you true. do, right? <laughs> we're living in one. Yeah. Telling you. <laughs> living in one. Yeah, that's why we're all on separate places. Oh, wait, wait. it's right. supposed to be secret ballot. Secret that's ballot. Right. Yeah, secret that's ballot. Right. That's it. Uh, well, actually, you know, believe it or not, when I read this, uh, just the interaction with the kids and, and the way everything kind of worked, I, um, I read a lot of, I read a lot and, uh, novels and stuff when I'm, uh, when I'm on my, on the road. And this seems to me just, you know, that you could actually do uh, somewhat of a series. 
So it's got it's got character development. He's young, right? So yeah. he could continue to to grow and and his friends and kind of get involved and maybe start a bit. So I could see this thing going maybe several different if you can actually get it up. I don't know what the numbers are if you have to sell a certain amount for your publisher to go, "Hey, let's get another one" or, you know, what what that looks like, but it it definitely would it catches me as something that would maybe a sequel or two or three can kind of do that whole Vince, you know, Flynn thing where you kind of got the guy, you know, living his life every year. You come out with a new book or, you know, yeah. something like that. So anyway, I, I liked it. It was, it was a kind of a fun read for me. So well, thank well, here you, you go, David. I, I... Here's one for free. So uh, the big thing that's happening right now in the Ukraine, uh, the yeah. way that's happening the the Ukraine, it's going to go down as the drone war for them because the Russians mm-hmm. are getting their butts kicked uh, here and there because the Ukrainians right. are using drones, not right. big, expensive military drones. They're using good old Consumer. little phantoms that they're buying on buying online and they're using yeah. it. To, you know, and you were talking about a drone, Jay, you're talking about like a, a quad, right? Yeah. They're using quad. Well, yeah. It's a, I'm just a, saying, yeah, yeah, it's drones, still, not, it's not still, fixed yeah. wing. as we know, that's yeah, yeah. 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 It's not a fixed wing, but I'm just saying in the, in the, in the realm of RC flying and just something that's inexpensive, you know, they're using a common item to fight a modern battle. And so the Russians yeah. don't know how to deal with, you know, hey, they're moving armor, they're moving this, and then they're getting ambushed all over the place. And they're just like, well, how, you know, how many guys do they have? How do they know we're here? And it's because right. people, they're they're being beat by people who are just using what they have. Uh, yeah. So. No, I, I'm sure you that, can turn that you're into absolutely action, right. I mean, it's action pack. There's a lot more uh, room level, for, so. um, for story. <laughs> Yeah, well, Jay's got to get through the Air Force Academy already. So <laughs> that would probably be the next, the next phase. Yeah, 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 where he can do some stuff there. Uh, I do have contacts over there if you're interested in doing some research. I know a couple of guys that could probably help you if you're. Oh, in that I arena. might. I so may just hit you up. They have a that. glider program over there. Yeah, oh, they've wow. got a glider program over there and a Cirrus program over there that uh, both are flying. And uh, so it's a good jump from, you know, RC stuff to real airplanes, maybe throw some RC stuff back in there. And uh, you'd be surprised how many guys started out on a control line or, you know, some sort of a Cox airplane. Or uh, I was watching something, somebody sent me something the other day that had a 1973 on Johnny Carson. They launched that carrier do you remember that jay where they it was an f4 and they would launch it off the carrier and it would turn around and you'd have to land it back on the carrier i think it was called oh. like uh it was a game it was like a little toy anyway they debuted it on um uh on johnny carson in 1974 and i thought wow that's you know that was a little control line it just went out turned around and came back but yeah. uh it was kind of interesting i saw it and it kind of reminded me that you know all of us kind of started somewhere we yeah. just all kind of you know Went from little control lines or maybe a little tossing the little rubber band airplanes to something like what's on my table. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I got confused in there somewhere and wound up with a couple of turbines. So, but uh, how fast well, is that? Uh, that it's exciting to see. How can we get your? Uh, how can we get your book? Uh, the book's available on Barnes and Noble. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Um, I believe Walmart. I mean, you're going to have to, these are, you know, mostly you're going to have to order it online. Uh, some sure. of the local bookstores are going to start carrying it in the Southern California area, but um, uh, we're still working on getting it into, uh, you know, all the Barnes and Noble stores. Unfortunately, there's not that many bookstores left. Um, so <laughs> mostly. Oh, my gosh. Online. There's Here probably the conspiracy theory about that, like, too. What's that? 
This is probably a conspiracy theory about that. Yeah, too. I, it probably is. We yeah, can you might probably well work sit that here in. and noodle on that. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah, I, I, was I, I blame it on the uh, the movie You Got Mail because once they uh, saw all the bookstores were closing, then right, they just the characters just uh, bought every every bookstore out there. So there you go. I hadn't thought of that. But that I'll buy that. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so uh, go on to Amazon. It's called Valley Flyers, um, and uh, it's a novel about a young kid that's out in the RC world that's looking to uh, improve his life by uh, winning a contest, getting a scholarship, and I think Dave did a really great job. Uh, can they, uh, If they're interested in knowing more about it, where do, where do they con- contact you at? They contact me. Uh, I have a website. It's my name, David Boito, B-O-I-T-O, uh, .com. You can Google me. Um, that's probably the best place to find out more information about the book. Um, and, uh, you know, I would love to uh, hear from any fans. Of course, um, you know, please, uh, if you do read it, uh, review it. That would be great, too. That always helps. And, and, and uh, where's the best place to review it? On Amazon or where you yeah, bought Amazon, it? Yeah, Amazon probably the best place. Or Barnes & Noble, whatever okay. you prefer. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, we'll definitely, uh, like I said, we have a worldwide audience, so hopefully this will generate uh, some, you know, interest in you, and uh, and at least in the novel. And if you, uh, if you're one of our listeners and you uh, do get a copy of it, or uh, go ahead and order one, uh, let us know what you think. So it's uh, it's been a pleasure having David on the show, and uh, it's a great novel. So get out there and and uh, and buy it. And hey, if you're ever in Phoenix or Texas, and uh, just touch base with us via email, and uh, and we'll get together and stick some uh, some airplanes in the air and put you on some sticks. You bet I will. Yeah, my wife has family in the Austin area. So there you go. Down there. Okay. There you go. Well, just Jay's don't come in, in April. Area. Just don't come in April. It's been the worst. <laughs> the worst. Uh, has it? Yeah. Uh, the weather's been kind of bad. It's funny. Um, the weather yeah. has been bad down there. Yeah. So. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for stopping by our studio, and uh, we are looking forward to seeing when the next novel comes out. Uh, my pleasure. I really appreciate you guys and your support. I really do. And uh, no problem, pass off to you. Not a problem. Thank you so much. Well, uh, Michael from here in Arizona, and I'm Jay from the hills of Texas, and I'm AK Mike in Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.